It's a very interesting area here. So I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm from Munich. So for me, mountains are important. And there's amazing mountains here. There's a lot of nature. Bulgaria is not as developed as a lot of other countries. So there's less regulation. You feel a lot of freedom. Because of overdevelopment in Bulgaria after Bulgaria joins the EU, there's a lot of very, very cheap real estate. So you can rent an apartment for 150 euros a month. You can buy a studio for about 10,000 euros. It's very attractive for people that are looking for a base where you don't spend a lot of money just for living there and having a place where you can store your stuff. Want to discover new parts of the world while filling the pet-shaped hole in your heart? House sitting website Trusted House Sitters gives you the chance to live as a local in over 130 countries, opening the door to a world of travel possibilities. And with thousands of pets looking for caring sitters like you every day, there's no doubt you'll discover the perfect travel opportunity with the perfect travel companion. Whether you want to wake up in a Spanish beach condo with a cat or a high-rise apartment in New York City with canine company, house sitting allows you to see the world in a new way. And not to worry if cats and dogs aren't your thing. Trusted House Sitters has pets of all shapes and sizes, from alpacas and horses to rabbits and hamsters. Find out more about house sitting and unlock a whole year of unlimited sits with adorable pets by visiting trustedhousesitters.com or download the Trusted House Sitters app on the Apple or Google Play Store. Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan, and today's guest is Matthias from CoworkingBansco.com. Bansko is a mountain resort in Bulgaria, which is in Europe for all of our international listeners. It has an amazing landscape, favorable climate for skiing and winter sports in the wintertime, and in summer there's hiking, mountain biking, camping, and so much more in a wild and rugged environment. It has become a hotspot for digital nomads and digital nomad events, with the Bansko Nomad Fest happening June 29th to July 5th in 2020, with over 500 entrepreneurs, freelancers, and remote workers expected to land into this beautiful mountain village. Matthias, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me on the show today. Um, so, yeah, I interviewed uh, Connor, who had been living in Bansko for a while. I believe he's heading back there soon. And, you know, he brought you onto my radar. And it, it really, it's a very interesting place you have there. It wasn't somewhere I'd heard of. But when you kind of uncover the, you know, when you peel back one layer, you realize, Jesus, this is a very popular space for, for you know, digital nomads, freelancers and entrepreneurs to to go and visit. So um, how did you end up in Bansko? Are you from Bulgaria yourself? Um, so I'm originally from Munich in Germany, but I've been a digital nomad for quite a while. And a few years ago, I uh, met Uwe, my business partner for Coworking Bansko. And we were both nomadic and looking for a base that provides a lower tax rate. Uh, because it doesn't make sense to pay taxes in Austria if you don't spend a lot of time there. We, we kind of looked at different places and someone said, hey guys, why don't you look at Bulgaria? It's in the EU. Uh, there's no visa issue. Uh, it's a Mediterranean climate. It's very low cost of living and it's only 10% income taxes. So we decided about three and a half years ago to visit it. Found an amazing ski resort here. And the summer, it's a small village, but in the winter, it's one of the best ski areas in the Balkans. 
And we really liked it here. So we decided uh, pretty quickly that we want to open a co-working space to bring other people here because otherwise it's a little bit too boring. But if you have like-minded people around you, uh, you can really do amazing stuff. So we we opened a tiny co-working space. And in the meantime, we have grown to over 120 members in the busiest periods. So it's uh, the vision works. It's really becoming a base for digital nomads and people are moving here and we have a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and events as well. You know, like like I mentioned, I got a bit tongue-tied. I'll re-record the intro, but I got a bit tongue-tied. I know that there's the Dynamite Circle event, I believe, is happening. And then there's another one. I just couldn't think of the name of it. It's um, There's a, a big digital nomad event that happens in summer. It's in Ju- June 29th to July 5th. Um, there's like, you know, 500 people uh, landing in there. So it, it sounds Sounds like it's really become a you know a place to visit and a place to a place to be kind of like a Chiang Mai of Europe you know or Medellin you know these are the, the places um where you often hear groups of people congregating who who are into this I know Las Palmas and Gran Canaria is another popular spot in in, in Europe but um it sounds like you've created something beautiful there uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a very interesting area here. So I am I'm, as I said I'm from Munich, so for me mountains are important, and there's amazing mountains here. There's a lot of nature. Bulgaria is not as developed as a lot of other countries, so there's less regulation. You feel a lot of freedom because of overdevelopment in Bulgaria after Bulgaria joins the EU. There's a lot of very very cheap real estate. So you can rent an apartment for 150 euros a month. You can buy a studio for about thousand ten thousand euros. It's uh, very attractive for people that are looking for a base where you don't spend a lot of money just for living there and having a place where you can store your stuff. And of course, you can do amazing stuff. So we have people that go mountain biking in the summer. Now the ski season has started, so we have lots of members on the mountain. Uh, We have people that camp overnight on the mountain and uh, kind of roast the rabbit that they catch on the mountain. So it's it's very, very raw uh, adventure environment here. Combined with having a lot of nomads around you, there are things that you want to do with these people together. And because people are not having to look on money all the time, similar like how Chiang Mai is a very low-cost destination for nomads, Bansko has the same advantage. So for um, two euro, you can have lunch in a sit-down restaurant. For five euro, you can have dinner in a restaurant. People have a lot of time available to really work on what they are passionate about and they don't have to stress out about money. And I think this is really providing a a very fruitful environment for nomads. And this is why people come and why they enjoy it here. That's very important, especially when you're starting out is, you know, you often find that people start out, you know, wanting to go to these places, but not just for the cheap living, but also for the community. So, you know, you mentioned there you have about 120 people in peak time. And I know from speaking with other entrepreneurs who I know, a, a few of whom who have purchased them, um, as you mentioned, uh, you, you know, as, as we were joking about, it, it's like 10,000 euro properties with million euro views you know it's like you can get really nice little you know one two bed apartments in this area for for cheap and then they airbnb it for the rest of the year so i mean like it literally pays for itself within like you know two or three years um is the way that we're personally speaking to me about it you know (laughs) maybe that's not the case for everyone but that's what they're doing so uh, if people were to go to bansko um you know is is it difficult to find accommodation if you were to go there? Like if I was if I was going to head there now and it's a little bit peak season because it's skiing and snowboarding and stuff, like would I would I have difficulty finding accommodation? Or, you know, I know you have a co-living um, situation as well. So can you talk to me about both of those? 
So uh, generally, it's super easy to find accommodations. There's many, many empty apartments. Um, there's also a lot of cheap guest houses and hotels around the co-working space. And we have put a, a list of contacts on our website to make it super easy for people to find accommodation, because obviously this is the first question that everyone is asking, like, where can I stay? Um, we also have a guest house close by where we have what we call a co-living light. So uh, many members staying in the same location and sharing some common areas. And for 2020, we are thinking about building a, a co-living co space together with our members, where members would buy together with us a small guest house and we turn it into a co-living space. And I think this is the most exciting project for me for this year, is to really involve the community more in the business side of co-working Bansko and really grow this ecosystem here together. It's kind of funny, you know, I was talking with somebody when I was at Affiliate World in Barcelona and, and they had what they called the, you know, the, the hustle house, you know, and it was a couple of guys and they all rented a house together and you weren't, you literally had to apply to get into this house, you know, and it was like, they all worked hard and went at it, but with, with co-living, you know, I've traveled quite extensively and, and stayed in hostels and stuff like that uh, on my travels. But I imagine co-living to be somewhat like, you know, staying somewhere nicer than a hostel, but around people who are kind of on your wavelength, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I, I think everyone is looking for something different, right? So when we first came here, um, we found that most people prefer to have their own apartment and their own bedroom and they don't want to share, especially if it's so cheap to rent your own apartment. But now with the size of the community, um, there's also people that say, hey, I would actually enjoy being together um, even more than in the co-working space and, and really live with the same people in the same house and have a lot of uh, meals that we cook together and watch a lot of movies in the living room together and, and really have like this more family experience. I think not, it's not for everyone. So it's, it's, um, I think it's very intense. But some people are asking for it, and I think it's a great opportunity to try this out here because there's many guest houses that are empty and uh, we can acquire them cheaply. And we bring life to these houses, right? So we have a built-in community. We have a lot of people that always ask for accommodations. So for us, it's rather easy to fill capacity like this. That's it. And then when putting on events definitely helps too, doesn't it? <laughs> when there's these big events where people are going to come, um, you know, people obviously need places to stay during those times as well. And as it becomes more popular, I mean, I know you mentioned that the, the tax is favor favorable there, but is that only for somebody who like registers, you know, like you register as a business, you live there for a certain amount of days in a year. Is it, is that how somebody would avail of those sort of um, advantages of um, Bulgaria? Yes. I mean, you would have to move your residence to Bulgaria. Um, for Europeans, this is super easy uh, because Bulgaria is in the EU, so basically you just show up and register. The other thing is that you always need to consider um, where is the money coming from. So just moving the residents to Bulgaria and then having a company in Germany that's making all the money uh, will not help you to get out of the German system, right? So you need to cut all ties, um, preferably uh, open and register a company in Bulgaria, have your residence in Bulgaria, and don't have financial interests outside Bulgaria anymore. And then you can um, then you have tax residence here. We have about 30 members that actually moved here. So um, they opened companies, they bought apartments. And I think this is one of the main attractions because if you're really nomadic and you can work location independent and maybe you have a distributed team somewhere else and you can choose where you want to incorporate, then Bulgaria is a great place to do that. Of course. And I mean, I've, I've heard on quite a few podcasts like in America and in California, like the, their state tax is so high that lots of people, like when they hit a certain revenue, 
you know, like people who run online businesses, some people can do exceptionally well and, you know, get up into the seven figures in, in a short number of years. And rather than giving 40% of it away, they might incorporate in, um, you know, somewhere like uh, Puerto Rico where they have a uh, far less tax. But like you're saying, similar to, you know, me being Irish and being um, registered in Ireland and having an Irish company, uh, my tax residency is therefore Ireland, <laughs> which is probably one of the more favorable in uh, Europe. But um, it's still uh, mo- definitely uh, more favorable if if you were in Bulgaria. But I can see how people who are, who are doing well and when you get to a certain financial position and also, if you're traveling around a lot, it, it can make sense to incorporate in somewhere like that. So can we talk a little bit about, you know, growing the business and, and marketing it? So like how how long did it take you to kind of pick up a bit of traction? Were there already people in the area or was it something that, you know, you started networking online? You had to market the business. Can we talk a little bit to that? Um, so maybe the interesting thing about Bansko is that there's zero local demand for co-working space, right? So everyone who is coming to us and becomes a member comes to Bansko specifically because of us. Uh, initially, it was only friends of Uwe and mine showing up. So we were nomadic. We had a lot of uh, connections in the nomad uh, circles. We just told people we're opening something in a small rural village. Why don't you come and visit? So the first year was basically just our friends showing up. Then the next people, next uh, year, people brought their friends. Last year, now we had members showing up where we didn't have a personal connection anymore. But I think it's a lot of word of mouth. Uh, it's a lot of content marketing. So we publish a lot of information about Bansko because it's a it's a big commitment for people to travel here and come to us. Because if they don't like it, there's nowhere else to go, right? So, <laughs> you're you're kind of, you're in the mountains or you're two hours. So, so, so you're in the mountain. It's not like a big city where you say, okay, if I don't like this co-working space, I go somewhere else or I do something else. No, if you come to Bansko, you have to become part of our community. And we we are a very special community. So we have a lot of members that are very generous uh, with their time and with their contribution to the community. We don't have a, a community manager. So this is not um, like an animation team that's taking care of your stay in Bansko, but rather we have a self-managed community, which means people bring their passions and their personalities into our community. They organize events, they do skill sharing workshops, they do presentations. We do game nights together, we do potlucks, so it's very active. So it's for the type of people that are looking for this, I think it's a perfect fit. But if you're not looking for it, then you're stuck in Bansko, which is why we publish a lot of information what's going on. Um, We do a lot of videos, we do some partnerships with bloggers, so that people really get a good idea of what to expect in Bansko before they come. And then they can book their flight to Sofia, and they get their transfer to Bansko, and then they're here and they become part of our family. Yeah, I mean, like your your pictures and your website and your social media, it all makes it look like it's a really fun and cool place to be. So <laughs> yeah, they're definitely painting a, a pretty picture around the, the co-working space, you know. Um, just, I guess we have to ask, you know, you're in the mountains, you're in Bulgaria, internet, like... How's that? <laughs> uh, internet is actually great because uh, Bansko, even though I always say it's a village, it's a very well-developed tourism resort. So we have uh, 200 megabit fiber connections in the co-working space, um, redundant. So we have different providers that if something goes down, we still have internet. Um, you have 4G coverage throughout the whole village. Um, so on your mobile phone, you get 60 megabytes plus normally. So internet connectivity here is really good. 
That's good. And for people who are, you know, maybe they, they they go there and they were staying in, you know, rented accommodation. Is it typically provided or is it something you would set up yourself when you get there? Or do you buy like little dongles or what What would be the story? Um, so in a lot of apartments, there's uh, Wi-Fi provided. And in the recommended apartments that we have on the website, uh, we normally look for apartments where we know internet is working. But if you need more internet, I mean, for example, we have a lot of people that do uh, online English teaching to Chinese students. And for them, internet connectivity is super important. And they normally teach from home because um, there's more quiet and it's a better environment for them to do the teaching. Most of them get an additional local SIM card. Is about um, €2.50 for five gigabytes. So it's super cheap. And then you have your local uh, mobile backup in case apartment internet is not so great. I mean, that happens. I mean, it happens to me in Ireland <laughs> where like my Wi-Fi goes out and I end up hotspotting off my phone to my laptop. You know, it's happened many a times. <laughs> so nowhere is perfect, but it, it's good to know. I guess it's just, you know, you have this vision in your mind where, you know, somewhere is up in the, in the mountains in, in rural um, Bulgaria that maybe it wouldn't be as well connected. But, you know, this is the world we live in now where it is, you know, and, and that's the difference. And you can go there and you can work just as well as you could you know in the city in dublin or in london or anywhere else um so you mentioned a couple uh, a little while back there that when you moved there you were working online what did you do prior to opening up this co-working space or continue to do um yeah i mean the co-working space is more of a hobby for me um i earn most of my income from a online tool that's doing a marketing research for search engine optimization and initially this was like a, a normal startup type of company but a few years ago, I discovered that my team is mostly remote and my customers are mostly remote, so I can also be remote. And this is how my normal journey started. Cool. So an, an SEO business primarily. Yeah, it's a it's a SEO tool. It's a, it's a pretty nomad business, so we don't have a lot of end customers. It's more of a back-end solution for other SEO software providers, um, which makes it super easy to, to manage this on the side because I don't have to do a lot of customer support or acquisition. Um, the solution is pretty stable. We have some developers that maintain it. So it's um, it became like this typical nomad business type of thing. And then I was looking for other things to do with my time. And I, I tried to, a few other things. So I do some other things were for uh, generating more income. But I also decided that I really want to run a co-working space to have some social impact. Yeah, that's awesome. And look, you know, as you're saying, you're bringing the community to you as well, you know. So like all these people are are wanting to go there to you, to these events, you know, to the likes of the Bansko Nomad Fest in um, June, st- end of June, start of July, where you're going to have all these hundreds of people come to you and, you know, you get to know these people and you learn. And, you know, it's often in the collaboration in the real world life. When you work online, you know, there's a lot of computers. There's a lot of there's a lot of time to yourself working. That It's important to have, you know, some community and, and some social connection around you. Yeah, I mean, community makes all the difference, right? Uh, on the one hand, it helps you on a professional level to grow your business, to get new ideas, new connections, new impact. But it also helps you to improve your social life because it's much more fun if you have other like-minded people around you than if you go through the world alone. Of course. And and I mean, like, I'm um, look, I can see here some of the speakers, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of people who I either would follow online or who I know already. So it looks like a great collaboration of people that are being brought together um, for this event in, in June. So um, it's exciting. I have a wedding on the 2nd of July, so I don't think I'm going to be able to go. <laughs> damn, damn people planning their weddings and 
it's uh, it, it it seems to be a thing every year. There's that many of my friends getting married that you have to plan your life events around people's weddings. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is also a, a big topic for us. Is like, how do you find a soulmate, right? And uh, we have quite a few members that uh, found the right connections here in Bunsko. We have the first Bunsko baby. We have some marriages coming up. Uh, so I, I think a lot of people are, are yearning for finding a partner. But if you're nomadic, it's super difficult because everyone is traveling uh, and leaving and it's a very transient lifestyle. So once you have found a place like Bansko, where our members stay between one and three months on average, it's much easier to make these deeper connections and uh, kind of really focus on the other people and find out who would be a good fit for you. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. And and to find people with similar um, similar interests as well is always a positive. I mean, you could see how these how romance would blossom in a situation like that. Um, and, you know, following on from Bansko, where, where would you say people, you know, based on, you know, what you hear and what you see, where do you feel like people are moving on to from there? Like where would be the next stop or somewhere else that's really popular with um, people who've stayed with you? So this is a, a really good question. So we have seen some other nomad spaces that seem to be a good fit for our members. Like, for example, uh, there's Sundesk in Tagazut, which is great for kite surfing. And after the ski season, we always have a lot of members that go there because then they need sun and beach after having had like four months of snow. Uh, similar, there's Sun & Co. in Havea, which is also like a smaller co-living environment, makes it super easy to connect with other people. Uh, we hear a lot of good stuff from Hoi An, for example, in Thailand. So it's like uh, there's a lot of spaces that are that are similar. And of course, you already mentioned Chiang Mai as something that our members refer to the Bansko of Asia. Uh, so I think nomads, uh, some destinations really work very well for nomads. And this is the same people that show up in Bansko. Like I was on Nomad Cruise. We have now quite a few people from Nomad Cruise here. So I think nomads are looking for these communities. And it's not just like a random location that they choose, but normally they choose locations where they find other nomads. I mean, they're being strategic, you know, it's like, am I going to go to this place and be on my own or am I going to this place where I know there's a bunch of other people who are on my wavelength, who are interested in building businesses, entrepreneurship, personal development, you know, wellness. I mean, people typically are that way inclined, you know, and, and inspiring to be around and they motivate you and they help bring out your creativity. Um, and I mean, like you're saying, sometimes if people are freelancers, they might pick up work when they're in these areas. Like even I remember when we were in Chiang Mai, like at the time I was doing writing and you had all these SEO guys and they all needed writers. And like, you know, it was just kind of, it just happened of itself because you were there, <laughs> you know, and, and that can be helpful. Um, as well as the strategies, you know, uh, for for getting clients and for building teams and working online, which, I mean, a lot of these people will be talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, we really see this here that um, people meet up here and then they start to travel together, right? So it's like you want to find some people that you communicate nicely with that are really good fit for you. And then you, you start enjoying the nomad lifestyle together. Perfect. And so with these events that are coming up in the year, can you speak to what's happening in Bansko in 2020? Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of events because it's easy to get people to experience Bansko when they have a reason, right? So events are always a good reason to travel somewhere. This year, we have two big events coming up. One is a DCX event from Dynamite Circle that Uwe is organizing. It's in March, and we will have a, a bunch of people from Dynamite Circle in Bansko. 
they have their own programs or they, it's like a event format that the Dynamite Circle Group is organizing internally and they will use the co-working space to organize it and then also some of them will stay before and after. And then we're doing a big event of our own, the Bansko Nomad Fest. The idea there is to bring a huge amount of nomads to Bansko, more than we could normally host in the co-working space. So we are targeting about 500 people. Um, the event is in June. We already have sold over 100 tickets, so I'm pretty sure that we will get to that target. And we have some amazing speakers that will talk about the nomad lifestyle, how to get started, but also how to scale the nomad lifestyle. Like, what is the next step for you as a nomad entrepreneur? We have some side tracks. One is in combination with Nomad Soulmates. It's more about romance. One is about Shopify and e-commerce. So we are trying to combine for one week the idea of having a conference with a lot of topics where you learn stuff, but then also doing a lot of fun and social activities. And of course, also using the mountains for it. So there will be mountain hikes. We will do a quad tour. We will go to the hot springs. So basically for one week, the nomads take over Bansko. We take advantage of all the infrastructure, of all the great restaurants, uh, hotels here. The city is helping us to produce this event by providing the venue. And then we bring amazing people to Bansko, and I think it will be an epic event. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it looks to be, it looks to be a great lineup, and like you said, it, it's the perfect mix of, you know, you have really good speakers who are going to be insightful and sharing their stories and expertise. There's going to be a lot of events, not drink related, and that's important to say here too, you know, because sometimes events are all based around alcohol. Well, I'm not saying people won't have a drink, but there's a lot of outdoor activities and people get a, a chance to bond and, and to have fun, you know, when, when they're out and about having these adventures. Yes, people have a drink in the evening, but it's not so, it's not centered around it. It's centered around outdoor activities having fun and, and having these workshops where people can learn from other people as well which is you know a huge part of um a huge part of growth you know that's that's really important for people yeah i mean uh, i think it's like you need a little bit more time so often when you go to events that are only one days or two days it's super hard to really connect with the other attendees and for us in bansko the main priority is always we want to make connections which is why we decided we put on a, a week-long event that gives you really the opportunity to engage with more people and also have a little bit more deeper engagement than just a, a quick like, hi, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so if people were looking to, you know, if they're listening to this and they've thought, you know, I like the sound of this, you know, what, um, what would be next steps for do you believe for them to get in touch, to learn a little bit more? Where would they find out about it? Uh, definitely go on our website, uh, coworkingbansko.com. Uh, also check out bansko-nomadfest.com. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, then just find me on Facebook and send me a message. I'll make sure to link up to everything. And you have a, a Facebook group as well, I believe, with over 2,000 members. Um, so that's probably a good place to chat with other people and get their um, get their insight as well, you know, instead of always <laughs> going directly to you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is also something that we really encourage. So um, we encourage alumni members to stay in our public group. So we have actually two groups. One is internal for members that are currently in Bansko, where we post all the events and everything that's happening uh, in the co-working space. But we also have a public group that's meant for alumni and also for people that want to learn more about Bansko. Because... When I tell them what to expect in Bansko, of course, I'm always having my co-working Bansko hat on. And sometimes it's better if you can hear from alumni members what to really expect and get some inside tips and what to do in Bansko and how you fit into the community. Of course. And and look, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's, it's like, is this a, a fun and exciting place to go? It definitely looks like it. Can I do my work there? Yep. 
will I be around, you know, um, people who are on the same wavelength, who think like I do, who are working on online projects. Yes. You know, so it's like, it seems to be a very solid option for people. It's not somewhere that, um, you know, w- would have been popular previously, but it has come into fruition in the last, as you said, the kind of like the last two, three years. And now it's becoming more and more popular as a destination in a beautiful location um, in, in Bulgaria. Yeah, I mean, I believe there's also a lot of people that are looking for this more rural experience. So when I first started out as a nomad, I went to all the big cities, right? And it was super exciting because cities always have like a high energy level. But when you do it for a few years and you realize that all the cities suck a lot of energy from you. So it's, uh... <laughs> I hate cities. <laughs> I live in the West Coast, Ireland, man, like next off Canada. It is wild and rugged and, you know, I love it. Um, but I often have to go to London um, and Dublin for, for events and, and stuff like that. And God, I just... I don't know. It's just not for me. Like, you know, you're stuck in the, the London underground and everyone's packed up and sweaty and it's hot and you're like, oh my God, like, I feel sorry for these people having to do this every day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, thank you, buddy. I'll go back to the West Ireland or Vansco with my laptop and figure it out. <laughs> Matthias, thank you very much for joining us and um, I'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes and um, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Vansco is the place to be in 2020, a place to visit. And as we mentioned, the Bansko NomadFest.com is an event 29th of July, uh, June to 5th of July, where if you were listening to this and you want to go and connect with other people, go to a cool event. Um, that's one that's happening in the summertime this year, so it'll be hot. And I did read on your website, no mosquitoes compared to Austria, which is probably a winner for a lot of people. Yes, I mean, this is also super <laughs> exciting here because we are so close to the mountain that there's always a little bit of a downdraft. And I think it's too much for the mosquitoes to stay here so if you go to the next village of course there's mosquitoes in bulgaria and they're there but here in Bato, there's very few insects because they, they kind of can't stay here because of this little downdraft oh, hey look that's that just it's little things like that that make all the difference <laughs> matthias thank you for joining us and thank you to all our listeners excellent thank you adam Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.